Pod Clubhouse. I was born to flex. Yes. Diamonds on my neck. I like boarding jets. I like morning sex. But nothing in this world that I like more than checks. Hey everyone, this is Aisha from Pod Clubhouse, and welcome to Podcast of an Ancient Dawn, a Lovecraft Country podcast. We are back with episode five, and I've got my favorite people in the world, Sean, Ashley, and Kenny from Ghost Planet. How y'all doing? Good. All right. We're back again. We yes. back, we back. All right, we've got to talk about episode five. This one's called Strange Case, and boy... This one <laughs> took us for a loop. Yeah, she woke up as a white woman. Like, she woke up as a white Ruby. Wow. Ruby. Yes. Um, took me a good minute it to took realize me a second what too. was going on. Yes. Definitely took me a second. Have you ever just thought, what would it be like to be another race? You have this moment in television where you're watching it, but have you ever thought about it for yourself? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure it's something every person of color thinks about at least once in their life. You know, what if... Typically, in my experience and from what I've heard, it comes after maybe your first moment of real adversity or something Mm -hmm. like that. You're like, I wonder what it would be like if and then there it goes. Mm -hmm. I think it comes at a moment of comparison when you're like, in this instance, I'm being treated this way because Mm -hmm. I am a black woman. Right. And whoa, wait a second. If I weren't, what would that be like? And you're automatically comparing like what that would be like if you weren't in that situation as a black woman. And that's just in my experience. So yeah, at those moments of, of uh, realization that this is what's happening and why, then it becomes a question of what if. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sean, tell me, okay, as a white male, have you ever considered this? Have you ever just decided, look, I'm just calling him out. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. I was Sean. waiting for this. Growing up, no, I never did because I didn't have that adversity mm. that y'all mentioned at least not for the same reasons y'all did mm. i didn't have that adversity i never thought i never thought about it but there have been times where i thought you know it would be interesting to relate to those around me a little bit better if i had a shared experience let me put it that way oh, okay okay that i don't have yeah mm. especially being married to a black woman it's right real. it's yeah it's just that <laughs> curiosity once in a while like what would i be like what would my personality be like if I was black. Mm. That's one thing I've never asked you in all these years. I, wow. That is true. Look at Lovecraft. Look at this. Me, look at Lovecraft country. Bringing bring out the deep <laughs> questions in a marriage. Building I thought you were going to say bringing people together, and I was going to have such a hard time not laughing out loud at that statement. Look yeah. at Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Bringing <laughs> people together. It's Lovecraft. like for sacrifice, baby. <laughs> it's like, yeah, for sacrifice yeah. for all bad things to happen. Yeah. As this like episode starts and she's getting into this, you know, Ruby is transformed. Talk to me about this immediate we're back into the we're back into the the 50s and the immediate racism as she walks down the street and she's like mm. the police come up in 3.2 seconds when they think that she's been accosted. Well, my yeah. first realization was that's the woman with the dogs from the first episode, right? Or the yes. second episode. Yes. Okay. And is I, that don't, who that I is? did not catch her name, so help me with okay, that. Okay, t- I did Del. not pick up on wait that. Wait a minute. Her name's Del. Del. Thank you. And there is a the reason dogs? for this. Mm-hmm. Okay, wait. Wait, wait. And Let's it talk comes about in the it. book. Come it comes on now. In the book. Come with it, Sean. Well, I don't want to give away a spoiler that could come in a later episode, okay. but there's a very specific reason why it is Del. So it's the same woman. And it is the same woman. And I recognized her too as soon as I saw her. As soon as I saw her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Can oh, y'all. Oh, what do your elf eyes see? No, I didn't get that. I didn't get that at all. Wow. That's yeah, cool. I was with you. Yeah, that was her. I was thinking, okay, she died. She died in episode two or three. They knocked her out and we didn't see her again. Did she die or did she just get D- Exactly. Out? So I'm like, okay, is this like 
body snatchers theme. Like, okay, let me say this much from having read the book. To make that potion, you have to have something to make it with. Okay. Boom. Oh. oh. So her essence. Oh. Her essence is in the potion. Let's that's go with good, that. That's a good enough explanation yeah. for right now. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I was thinking. I'm like, okay, so there's the potion. You have to drink it. My question is, like, we see the breakdown of it, right? We see the, like, jarring, crispity, crunchity moment where she... Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bone She's crunching. Gr- Bone crunching. Aisha was loving those special oh, effects. Oh, man. But what Mark. is it like to actually... <laughs> but we, what we don't see is her becoming this woman. Right. We don't see the transformation mm. into Dell. That is true. So that makes... I'm curious about that. So even before we get into the walk down the street and that that the racist the racism i'm like okay what is it like and and how did it happen overnight you know like what was that process like as that scene's coming through and we sh- we're seeing her assess her surroundings as a white woman that's what i'm thinking i'm like oh wow like how did this even happen how did this come to be i did realize eventually who this was and what was going on my first thought is she's going down the street it's like um why did it take you so long to tell the police to back off geez they darn near bashed the guy's head in before you said anything right it's like I know your days, but come on, what, are you, what what's happening here? But okay, so between last episode and this episode, someone pointed out to me that Emmett Till was in the previous episode with the Ouija board in the basement. There's a little kid down there wearing exactly what Emmett Till was wearing. You can look this Whoa. up. Same clothes with his nickname Bunky or something like that. That Emmett Till went by, oh, wow. and when the Ouija board says no, you're not going to enjoy your trip. That's that's why. He was Emmett Till. Oh, oh that's shit! Right, you can Google this. You, I saw pictures and everything. I was like, "Oh my, oh my god, it is!" Like, Just literally, he's show. wearing what Emmett yeah. Till wore. That's I got crazy. Oh right. my god, I would have never caught that, Kenny. That's I, that's I deep. didn't catch that right. It's it's the Facebook group for this this show that caught it. And I saw them do, it and I was like, "Oh my gosh, they're right. That's his nickname and everything." That was Emmett Till. It all makes sense. Wow. And so now, every time they show a character, even if it's just a kid, I'm like, "Okay, who is that?" Mm-hmm. Who, who's that kid? Is, is that kid going to have a bad day down the line? I'm just about bursting the seams here. I'm trying to contain it because this episode and and post this episode, looking back on everything that's come before, man, this is some deep Lovecraft. Th- this episode had the most Lovecraft themes running concurrently of any of them. And it pulled from so many specific stories that I went back and looked up the specific ones to make sure I had the names right. Like if you actually like these stories, it's a laundry list of stories they're pulling from here. What these, this opening and the transformation, all that has told me is that I don't know where this series is going. Wow. And as someone who really and really, really enjoys Lovecraft and remembers the stories and the plots and all that, that's really cool. That is because. Cool. They're pulling from all of them. And I, I'll get into it later. I'm trying to keep it under well, wraps ahead, right no, now. Go ahead. If there's a couple that you feel that like you want to pull. I'll throw out a couple because yeah. there are so many. So first, um, Herbert West Reanimator was an old story of Lovecraft. Right. It's actually regarded as his worst work by most people who, who were his contemporaries at the time. And most historians who love Lovecraft will tell you that as well. But it was a story about a, a, a young medical student who wants to reanimate people and bring them back from the dead using a serum that he develops. And he has sort of a patsy, a friend who, who goes along with him. And over the years, through these little stories, um, he wrote them all for a, a serial, but he put them together later on or, or someone else did. Herbert West is reanimating these people. People are coming back without heads. And uh, if he's doing it fresh after death, he's able to bring them back with just about no issue. And the course of Herbert's experiments in the book, the, the transformation we see is so close to something it feels like he could have stumbled upon. 
it feels like the, what whatever as as soon as it was called magic, I was like, that's bullshit. This isn't magic. You could never convince me this is actual magic. It's like what whatever <laughs> this is, it's something else. And the the way the transformation goes down proves that to me. Basically, there's a very famous quote, and I forget who said it, and that that really sucks right now. But it's that to um you know to a mind that can't recognize it advanced technology or what have you is indistinguishable from magic. And we see from how sloppy, you know, very, um, almost brutal the transformation is, this isn't magic. I think magic would look a lot better than that. This is perversion. This is perversion Mm -hmm. of the human experience. It's perversion of life. And it's exactly the theme. Another story called Randolph Carter, where again, they were dealing with things coming back, strange happenings. Randolph, and this is cool, because we were talking about Eden a couple episodes ago. What right. is this Garden of Eden they're talking yes. about? Mm-hmm. In the story of Randolph Carter, he um, is eventually known as the man who travels between dimensions. And before his story continues in the second story, the dream quests of unknown Kadath, he enters first into a realm that shows images of super early creation era Earth. Mm-hmm. And he hangs around in there for a second before moving past that. It's called the first gate to the, the ultimate gate where he enters a new dream realm. That makes me think that the Eden they're striving for is connected to the Randolph Carter story and that they're actually trying to get through these gates to enter into another dimension where Kadath is. To, to them, that would be an Eden. If they ever saw it, it would look probably like prehistoric Guardian of Eden Earth. I don't know where the story's going. But those two examples and many, they have really pulled a lot from. And I'm super impressed and I'm really excited for where they're going because they, they, they're they pulling from everything. There's no telling where we'll end up now. Nuanced. Well, you'd said that about Herbert Reanimator before. And that's when we had just gotten into the whole Hiram Epstein. Mm-hmm. Um, right. When you said that, it was like, that's exactly what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I definitely. And then the Randolph, is Randolph Carter the name of the story? Randolph Carter is the name of the man. Oh, the man. I believe okay. the curious case of of Randolph Carter. I may be getting that wrong, but okay. the thing is, with Herbert West Reanimator, it was all the serum that could bring people back under the right circumstances. Wow. Then he developed an embalming fluid that could contain a body exactly in in perfect suspended animation as long as it was administered uh, as soon as the person died. If you have access to corpses or if you have access mm. to willing people or cult members, you can play <laughs> games with the flesh. There we go. So it's all coming together. Yeah, definitely. These guys that are doing uh, Cthulhu's work. Big time. Well, can I step back for a second and just point out the jarring transition that we went from watching Lovecraft Country to apparently watching an episode of Pose. <laughs> oh, we did. <laughs> we did. <laughs> Uh, that threw me. Not, not, not. Uh, look, I thought it was great. I love the scene, but I was, you know, the whole thing with Montrose, and we're like, okay, we've just figured out a whole lot of new things about this character, and then it just seems like at some point, all of a sudden, we're at like, we're at the ball. We're at the, the ball. Balls. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, oh, did you see it coming? Because I not I, at all. <laughs> I read no. the episode description real quick, and I was like, "Secret lover." Oh, okay, so he's gay. And, and shout out, <laughs> you did, yeah. There was a part where yeah. there was a super haunting song playing while they were dancing. Yes, and I it, it the the voice resonated with me, and I was like, "That's Moses Sumney." And I remembered his name because in episode of Westworld, there's the song called Doomed and it's by Moses Sumney and it's extremely like poignant and haunting and 
brilliant in that moment and it's again about black lives and i was like man shout out to moses sumney for that that score like it was brilliant in the moment that that it's played and i can't remember the name of the song i'm terrible with names guys i'm so sorry but like that song stood out to me so much in the moment where he's dancing and and he comes alive in the moment with his partner when he he starts to realize Mm. like i'm actually digging this like i'm free exactly like i'm i'm here and i'm present yeah and I like this feeling and I like who I am right now. And I was like, yes. And I was like really uh, rooting for um, Montrose in that moment. So that was a really great moment. I felt like the music brought it to life so well. I liked it because, I mean, yeah, the, the, the feeling of him being free and just like coming into his own and feeling what he's always wanted to feel. Like, yeah. I think he just, you know, obviously it was something he had to hide for his whole life. Mm-hmm. You know, he sure. lived a, a lived a lie for all of these years, just finally was able to break through. So is it that? And I don't mean to interrupt you, but it's so it is so nuanced and it fills me with so many questions. Montrose is becoming the most interesting character. And and it's like, OK, I don't I don't want to be so quick to brand him as strictly homosexual okay. because I, f- I feel like that's a really common thing to do. But because we, we don't know the nuances of this man's sexuality. And, and the show has demonstrated it'll go all types of ways that you mm-hmm. may not predict. I'm like, okay, is this, it, he clearly has a son. Did he love his wife? You know, mm-hmm. like what, where does he fall? But it, it is really cool. I agree. It was an amazing moment. I think it was probably the best moment just because it gives so much hope for him being not just this bad guy. That's sort of a catalyst to move the plot forward almost, I feel like. It's nice to see him discovering himself, if that's what's happening, or refining himself, whatever you want to call what happened. It was super tense the whole time, because I kept thinking he was going to violently explode. And who I didn't know, why I didn't know. But I was like, well, uh, his son beat him up. I imagine that fills you with some anger. Oh, I see. Yeah. That I don't think he's... Just... Right. I don't think he's dealt with... I think maybe... In this situation, he might find, uh, well, I didn't sign up for all of this. I'm angry now. I'm, I don't know. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Mm-hmm. But when it when it went in a in a very freeing direction for him, I t- I was happy for him too. So I I hope you know wherever he falls in this thing, he keeps discovering himself and becomes sort of a you know better person. I guess you could say. There was a discussion between the brothers that. Atticus wasn't Montrose's son. Mm-hmm. There was, uh, you know, so there was a relationship that he had with with Atticus's mother, right? And then all the anger growing up, raising a son, and constantly beating him, which they made many references to. I mean, that could certainly come from a a life of frustration and everything. But then, you know, I mean, to, to Kenny's point too, it it doesn't. There's could be more to that. There could be a lot of more layers than just saying, oh, well, A plus B equals C. But those are the things that jump out if you're trying to keep tabs on all these characters as you're going right. through this show. But the the thing to me, the thread of all this that, that I'm – I feel like I'm seeing and y'all tell me if I'm crazy. And, and this also goes back to what Kenny said, these Lovecraftian themes that humans are like irrelevant. Like we're like, like ants on a log to like how <laughs> ants are to us. You know, all these things with the sexism and the racism and, you know, the, the hatred of LGBT and, and all that – you know, hatred of the other mm-hmm. seem there's to me, it feels like there's an under thread of like, they're trying to say in one way, like, this is all absurd. Like, this is so small minded. This is so irrelevant. Mm. Like mm. the world is so much bigger than this. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much, what do you call it? Magic or you call it something else? The world's full of wonder, I guess, mm-hmm. and full of incredible things, things most people never get to see. It's like, 
it's almost like it's contrasting that small mindedness right. of all these things that people deal with and the way we treat each other as human beings. It, it's, it's, it's really awesome how you get such a hopeful That's message from all these dark, dark themes. I was thinking themes. the same thing. I was like, wow. Yes. It's like, that's a beautiful take. And I, I totally agree with you. That's, that's the way, that's the way real life works is, is yes, life is, is magical and wonderful. And there are many joys and things to it. And all of those things are much bigger than racism or bigotry or prejudice. The, the cool thing, and you touched on it yourself. The cool thing about Lovecraft, um, is that the the lesson there is a lesson but it's the inverse mm -hmm. it's that all of your petty little squabbles that you care so much about matter so little it's like mm -hmm. you're so caught up in the colors of your skins do you see how fragile your skins are how easily they're so manipulated exactly Peeled we off. wear them like coats mm -hmm. exactly wow. You said it better than I did, but that's what I was trying to get. That's exactly <laughs> that's where I was trying to I get with that. I can feel you in there. And it's, it's, it's like we wear your skin like coats, and, and yet you care about the color of these coats so right. much. You'll segregate your neighborhoods behind it. Right. You are a cosmic joke. There, there's so much of, of, of this show that reinforces those themes to me. <laughs> exactly. I, yeah. wonder, I wonder if this isn't going to turn the Lovecraftian for lack of a better term, mythos on its head and, and actually go into more of a hopeful direction with the character of Christina and Ruby you know, and I, their relationship. I hope so. I hope, I hope so. so. I'm actually hopeful that like yeah. we get to see another side and maybe she's like, no, do you understand we need to get beyond this because there's more. There's I, hope, more. I hope so. I think I that's what we need for the show. Yes. Mm -hmm. I think viewers the, alter need the alternative that. is is very dark lovecraft yeah, stories right. do I, not I, I end in positive places darker i'm really exactly, hoping for more light yeah. or for the people <laughs> viewing and for you know your audience i just don't see how like getting right. progressively darker and darker and darker until you want to just slit can, your can wrist I, can i say something the, 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 way, the, because, the way this story the way lovecraft country ends if mm -hmm. it were to be a typical lovecraft story is maybe letty survives i don't know Montrose, almost certainly not. His lover, not either. And Atticus is going to end up stranded on some ninth world somewhere uh, <laughs> oh, with God. no idea how to get home. Or he wakes up and he's a completely different alien creature with no idea how to speak the language oh, or God. something. It, if you let Lovecraft go to its darkest places, that's where it ends up. So I, I also hope that we uh, we take a more more I'm really, in somewhere more hopeful. Yeah, I'm really hoping Matt Ruff wanted to like slap Lovecraft across the face with this and be like, <laughs> that's not it. You he know. was a very dour man. Because mm -hmm. he wasn't. What is the what is Matt Ruff's background? Like I don't know much about. Mm. I don't either. I mean, I got the book on my phone. I could actually try to look and see if there's like an author bio on it. I just don't know. Like, like you, mm -hmm. there's like sixties, seventies, eight. I mean, what is the? I oh, that song by Matt by uh, Moses Sumney, by the way, was called "Lonely World." Going Lonely back to that World. real quick, okay. just just throwing that out there. And there is Westworld too. Mm -hmm. nice. Westworld has a yes. It was season three, and and it was a song called uh, Doom. Very haunting. Really haunting. I I love that song. Mm -hmm. I did stop to like listen to it, and mm -hmm. I thought, is it the one where he was up on his yes. like, and he's like spinning around mm -hmm. where they're holding him, mm -hmm. yeah, with the confetti falling. Yeah, on him. that really was a great moment. I was. I, it, it really sucked that he committed the murder the episode before because I was like, man, I want to feel good for you. Yeah, same <laughs> for, he just did it. Yeah, he just did that. Yeah, let me go back. If he committed this murder, he's gotten into this fight with Atticus, so their relationship is strained at this moment. As his relationship with his son deteriorates, his personal life is 
increasing here. It's 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 getting better in some ways. Just couple days before they were you know getting together they were you know bonding over they he actually said i'm proud of you for the way that you handled everything you were you were brave there were a lot of those words that was like that were said and i was like well this 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 relationship has some is is repairing itself here and we're moving forward and then you know then the fight comes and i'm very interested to see what more will happen especially after we've gotten this you know reveal of montrose's Mm -hmm. true self or how you know he wants to live his life you know you know we haven't really touched on this i don't think but um considering the time period might be important to say it at least once and i'm hard on montrose um it's easy to be I feel for him and that in the same way we've mentioned it on multiple episodes now in Downton Abbey, there's a homosexual character struggling yep. to exist in a time where he just, no one wants him to be there. And even he is seeking to be different be or, or rather be the same right. as, as, as he sees everyone else. And with this extra wrinkle to, to Montrose, I mean, it's the fifties, how much, how much help available? How much? How much of a support system? We saw his support system, exactly. but he seems to. How much of that exists for him to work out his issues in a healthy way? Right. And with You're none right. of that, and the drink, as we we see, and you know, it just seems like he he had a really bad run of it with his dad, and he sub, succumbed to addiction that only made it worse. And it just seems like this guy's had a rough time after rough time after rough time, and he failed to break his cycle. Yeah. And Sean and actually so, told me, he was like, man, can you imagine being black and gay in the 50s? I was like, no. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. That would yeah be I don't know about that one. Very, very difficult. Right. Right. That That's a, a, a extra hard mode for that ass. Exactly. <laughs> extra. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm probably going to, even as we talk here, I'm softening on it a little bit. He did have a great moment. And Tick is right. He probably did think he was helping. I don't know. He strikes me as one of those characters who's like, you know, I don't mind if people hate me. So if I need, if I have to do something morally reprehensible and I think it's for the good of everyone, yada, yada, mm. I'll do it. I'll take the hate that comes with it because I can. That's just what it'll be. No. And it makes me wonder if he knew when he told Tick all those things, all those compliments, what he was planning to do. And he meant them. But I think maybe he was also shining a light on perhaps the things he thinks he lacks. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Speculation. But Mantra certainly grew on me in this episode. Um, he's grown on me as we talk. I can relate to that. Yeah, he definitely grew on me as well. Can we go to the Chicago order? Yes, in, in Lancaster's office. <laughs> what was up with his chest? Is he a Frankenstein Wait a monster? Uh, he definitely. Oh boy! Um, See, that's that. What? Uh, what I just say about Herbert West? What did Herbert West do? Oh, there was literally his his oh, officer oh. in the army, and, and this is directly from the story. Herbert West in, in, was in World War One, and his captain of the army, who he liked a lot, died, mm. and he cut off his head. <gasps> And reanimated the body without it. Oh wow! Because he got access to the corpse quick enough. Corpse quick enough. Now, in that story, a bomb blows up the tent, and he never finds that body or head again. Years later, that body with a wax head and the head in a box shows up at his home and attacks him with the rest of his failed experiments <laughs> oh, from all those years. It's super <laughs> goofy, right? Yes, but. That, that that's exactly what that guy looks like. This is he looks clearly, exactly this is clearly like something from Herbert West. That Herbert West. Right. Oh and I'll tell yes. you guys this. There is an I've seen it and it's hilarious. You should make a movie night of it and drink when you do it. There is a 1985 <laughs> version of Herbert West Reanimator on Netflix. It's as cheese ball as it could possibly be with heads with, with people with bodies with no heads strangling got all types of hilarious mm-hmm. stuff. But you get the story of Herbert West. 
And if you watch it, you see, you're like, okay, yeah, they've got serum that's changing that's people it. doing that's this. Clearly it. There, that's my note for this podcast. Go watch Herbert West reanimated the 1985 version and see just from that story that are being used in this one, especially yeah. in this episode. That explains a lot, especially with the guy in the, in the closet. Yeah, that's what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Throat, yeah. Throat mm-hmm. cut. And yeah. they say, well, the dead, the dead will, what did he say? The, he de- the dead will tell. The dead will eventually tell or tell something. Or something right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and we had to, like, we had to rewind that. Cause we were like, did he say the dead? The yep. dead will talk. I the dead will talk. Yeah. Yes. I'm expecting, and I'm saying this right here, right now. I'm fully expecting to hear Herbert West's name before this is over. Oh, wow. And I'm expecting to hear Randolph Carter's name as well. Okay. Well, let's listen in. All right. Well, we're going to hold gonna, you to that. You get I'm saying, po- I'm you saying, get special points if you I'm saying, whose serum is that? Because there's a guy in Lovecraft who makes things that do what that seems to do. Mm. Not exactly, but it seems like someone built on his research. Mm. My ears are open. Before we go on, I wanted to say the fossil, the rock that Ruby had to place in the captain's office do we have is there anything specific i didn't understand what that was for is i mean is there something that i didn't catch and that you guys did the favor that william asked ruby to do right i don't know i just know that that rune that symbol was in the documents that you know tick was looking at a little later on you saw that same symbol and i thought Mm -hmm. he said something about it was it related to protection but that kind of contradicts what i thought they'd be trying to do with that thing by putting it in this guy's office since he's clearly kind of an an antagonist for christina slash william Mm -hmm. which by the way i called that i totally called that they were the same person i called that that like you did did. we both called that yeah i think we both i feel like we both called that one yes episode one no no i think was was it go ahead kenny when was it or was it episode two no no No, no, not one two he called it privately kenny so let's just say i called it out to aisha okay as long as there was a witness it still counts i did it on the show well i questioned it i was like we've never seen him in the same place at the same time you did that what is going on with this but okay so when you did call it out sean just ruined it for me because (laughs) when he did i was like wait a minute and he said it he's like i don't i bet they're the same person I'm sorry. And then I was like, wait, what? And so by the time it was really discovered, it was like episodes wow. later, I was like, I really don't like you a lot. You, you know what <laughs> really tipped me off? I, I had the thought for a long time just because they're, they're both blonde, blue eyed. And, you know, I, it would be really easy to do it. It was when they 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 showed the naked, naturally transsexual person. Yeah. Yes. And they made sure to show me like the micro penis. Oh. So I knew it was there. <laughs> oh. So I knew. So I was like, okay, I'm watching you closely, Lovecraft Country. Are you foreshadowing at me right now? Are you oh. foreshadowing at me right now? And I was like, are you trying to tell me don't believe what the skin shows you? Hmm. What, do you what, what lesson are you trying to tell me? And so when she crawled out of that body, I was like, oh, I was ready for this. Yeah. I knew this yeah. was coming. Crawled out of that for body. you to crawl out of there. <laughs> He's rubbing his hand. You know what I thought? Here's what I thought. You want messed up things I had in my mind was incest. I thought they were siblings. I thought that, they were I, too. Me, and okay. it is an incestuous yes. thing. I that was my was backup like, theory. All in the, the Game of Thrones. Yes. Right. That was my backup theory. <laughs> I'll say this. Targaryen-ish. Yes. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because it's canceled now. But um, on Fox, there was a version of The Exorcist. It was a show running a couple years ago. New version. I saw that. It was really good. I liked it a lot. The mm-hmm. effects they used for possession were really cool and were mm-hmm. just like this. Because what would happen is like someone's eye would roll back and you'd see another pupil under their pupil yes. or their uh, their that. mouth would I've open and you see. Yeah. An, mm-hmm. yeah. Or their mouth would open and you see an eye peeking out from the back of the throat just like this. And it, it was, was creepy gross. then. Yep. And it's creepy now. It's creepy now. 
<laughs> so good job. Good job. Yeah, sorry. yeah. As I'm clutching my yeah. blanket over here. Aisha's really not. I thought you were going to see pearls. I don't know. Why. Famous face here. That, that reminds me. Okay. Uh, should not being a fan of horror reminds me of, of a few friends that I've run. I've actually shared this sh- that I'm podcasting on this show with. And like, shout out to them. But they're like, I don't like horror. And I'm like, oh, but I think you would really yeah. dig the themes of the show. So I'm like, how? I, I wonder, and I know it's probably, it's not for everyone, obviously, but I wonder about my friends and, and, and folks who just can't get into the horror genre. I, how I can't to, either, yeah. so if I can do it, they can do yeah, it. Yeah, I feel like, man, and this is so cosmic much, you horror. can just kind of skip Co- over he's that. He's cosmic horror. Yeah, cosmic There's horror, okay. Because I'm like, how do I describe this in a way that's can winsome? Do you think that really matters to... <laughs> If you ask a, a, a guy like me who can adjust his glasses and break it down, sure. To the average person, no, no one cares. I get that. <laughs> it's like it's spooky. It's spooky. Although you, you hit the nail on the head. The thing about Lovecraft is, um, you know, if you want to, if you want to be a bit, you know, literal, sure, it's horror, but it's mm-hmm. it very clearly has different literary themes from from thrillers, and and there there's a lot that goes into it, and and a lot of the themes are consistent. While there are elements of horror in a lot of Lovecraft stories, in some of my favorites, there really aren't. It's really about suspense and tension. Mountains of Madness is a hundreds of pages long setup to one scare. At <laughs> the very end, <laughs> the very end of that story, you get a Shogoth for all your trouble, and <laughs> and no one even looks at it really. Wow. One guy tries and goes crazy immediately and they never talk about it again. So it's like, you know, Love, Lovecraft isn't just, oh, it, it, it's horror. And so if I like horror, I can't watch it. Mm-hmm. It's what this is, is weird. That's what it is. Like <laughs> more than Thank it's scary, you. it's yeah. weird so as hell. different moments just that just kind of. Right. Yeah. It's really, really out there, really weird. Mm-hmm. And if you're cool with that, as shows like Stranger Things have made us be cooler yes. with that. Right. Then this is up your alley. If you mm-hmm. can watch Stranger Things and go, I you like the vibe Lovecraft. of this. Yeah. Yep. Well, 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 then Lovecraft is that turned, maybe, or Lovecraft Country is that maybe turned one or two notches to the right. Right. So I think you could, yeah, I think you like, get into it. Cock to the head. A little, a little bit. We get to finally see a nice tender moment. Well, let me not say tender. A moment between Atticus and Letitia where they finally come together, and it's not just a quick quickie, supposedly. Mm-hmm. So, but the first time, this twice we see a, mm-hmm. we see tender moments between them shared. The first was in the garage, and that wasn't so tender. But <laughs> she had a baseball bat. No, when they were doing it on the car. Hey, don't kink Not shame. Tender. Oh no, no, no! I thought you meant oh, meant the basement. <laughs> Not tender. Say don't, yes. don't, don't kink shame. Whatever she wants to use. I mean, listen, wants listen, to use. listen. Hey, hey. hey, whatever you do. That's your business. That's on you. That's your business. business. I thought you were talking about. Do the you know <laughs> the sex, Sean? <laughs> Yeah, I, thank this, you. I got that. We're talking about the sex. <laughs> I had the same attitude when when she was like, "Suck on this heel." I was like, "Hey, look, hey, man. whatever." Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> I was working. Oh yeah, yeah, we're getting to that. Oh, scene. we haven't gotten there yet. And I'm working up to that. Okay, I need I need to take a take a second. It's, good. it's like right. whatever, right. whatever right. finds your lost remote, buddy. Nice Woo! stuff first. Before okay, we okay. Get to the nasty. That was rough. Well, it is HBO. <laughs> Shoot. True. <Right>. True. <clears throat> they made sure we saw every detail. How many? Okay. Do you know how many bare asses? <laughs> we're in this episode because it's a lot from it's both sexes. They were very Almost equally dead. represented. You know, it's just an ass. That's... There were like eight cheeks. 
<laughs> I saw some cheeks for sure. There's lots. Cheeks of were to be seen, male and female. Although least. one is now dubious. So we, should we tell? <laughs> should we tell people to take a drink every time they see a, che- a cheek? That's a great game. This episode comes out. I, that's yeah. a great game. Yeah, you have a good buzz it. by the end of the night. Right? Yeah, for sure. Go, getting back to what I was saying, they get to the 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 bathtub scene and so they're really sharing these tender moments together and you know we start to see the love that's developing between Letitia and Atticus which I'm all for mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. this makes this warms my heart it's yeah. the heart because of the show she you know he's not going anywhere he really cares about her she's saying she's pretty much in love with him I'm mm-hmm. not gonna give it up without being in love with somebody you know the whole thing so <laughs> I thought for me that was a great moment and I'm glad that they shared that and they could really talk about how they were feeling segue <laughs> into the nastiness that happened oh, with Ruby that's what I was and then I was getting into that but like yeah that seed I mean come on it's just the, the the polar opposite of well the what happens before that is the catalyst for that 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 really yes. true terrible scene mm-hmm. i think christina basically affirms her in her power right like unmitigated freedom unmitigated freedom mm-hmm. yeah who, are you, who is ruby uninterrupted and she begins to realize that this is this is what i want in the moment like and... what i want to do is be vindicated and, and actually seek yeah justice for you know this young woman who's been violated and mm-hmm. as much as you want you know you it was one of those scenes you cringed, like you know, I cringed. Oh, I was climbing it. the wall. Oh my god! But you want to clap? Yeah, yes. you know what yeah. I mean. Yeah. Because how many women who have been harassed, how many women who have been assaulted? Exactly. Probably had dreams like just if they could just do that, if they could just seek you know, revenge, seek yeah. revenge without getting yeah. in trouble for yeah. it. Unmitigated. But I, I, I want to point out the single funniest scene in this whole episode is when they pull back and they show the television and the guys on the television going. <laughs> <laughs> Like yes. with the big O, like O that face. So, yeah. That just yeah, made me laugh. I know good. they just did that to be comedic, but that just yeah. made me laugh. Well, my God, it needed a little levity. So that's yes. yes. It was a little levity in <laughs> a, a very levity, uh, sure. intense scene. Yes. I just, it just made me laugh. My thing is, again, about the kink shaming. I watched all that happen. I'm like, okay, well, I know if that were happening to me, I'd, I'd, I'd have scooted way. I'm pretty good at inching around. I used to do it as a kid. <laughs> I can do the worm and everything. I would have been way <laughs> out of there. Right? Way I mean, out of there. His hands were tied up. His he he wasn't was. like bounding gags. Exactly. I mean, she she wouldn't even have, she wouldn't have caught me. No. I would have wormed out of there so fast. But so so I was like, all right, you're real freaky, <laughs> huh? Like you're into like this. <laughs> like you're letting it happen. Well, she kicked his ass first. She did kick his ass. I was like, all right, you've got some type of freaky guilt complex or something don't you just letting it go in again and again and again okay he didn't feel it coming though after the first couple i bet he did he felt it he he felt it he didn't feel it coming (laughs) he felt it oh man the the, the leaving of the skin places managers oh i don't know but it's irrelevant. Okay. It's, it's definitely irrelevant. No, no one's going to ever. You know how his story ends. It's we called do. Arkham Asylum. So no sad. one's ever going to believe Arkham him. Arkham Asylum. Uh, no one will bum, ever bum, believe that here. guy. Okay. There's something I'd like to bring up, changing to a different scene. Sure. So in the scene where we first see Ruby, she's on like the tarp and she's changing back from white woman Mm-hmm. You know, in the house, and yeah. she's in the distance, and in the front, there's this newscast about locusts. Ooh, right? You yeah. saw that, right? We hmm. didn't catch it. I didn't catch. It. I don't we think didn't I catch caught it the that. first time, but the second time, there's this news anchor talking about these 
locusts, you know, a swarm of locusts are coming up through Africa and they're making their a beeline for Great Britain. Wow. And I thought, okay, whatever. Maybe that was a real thing that happened that year and they're just throwing it in for historical context. But then when all the queens were getting ready for the ball, mm-hmm. <gasps> they started making all those comments about they're going to be, you know, like a migration of locusts coming yeah. straight for wow. you. Yeah. And I only caught that the second time I watched it. I was just curious what other people thought because I really didn't quite know what to make of that. And Interesting. I'm wondering what if anybody else caught that and what they thought. You catch so much that I don't. Man, I did not <laughs> catch that. He's oh. got the eagle eyes. But I'm thinking now. And the ears. But they were wow. making jokes. Like they were kind of retelling that story like mm-hmm. out loud, like sing song, like they're making fun of it. And then Sam was saying like, we'll be the low Custia migra- Migratia or something. Oh, yes. like he was making some funny comment. I, was, I, was, I listened to that and I was like, what is that referring to? Like, I was yeah. really curious I mean, about that. And now are it they makes trying sense. to say, like, we're coming. Yep. And we all better be ready. Um, yes. That's kind of how I took it. But I'm just curious mm-hmm. anybody else thought Interesting. I was still so convinced that there was about to be some type of violent outburst from Montrose that I, right. I, I was. Yes, same. I kept, I, I was cringing because I was thinking he was going to all of a sudden explode and that scene was going to go a whole different direction. Yeah, I was right. like, this is a nice moment. You know what? I get it's the 50s. No one's progressive right now. So I would not be surprised if he just tired of the setting and decided to lash out and react violently. But I'm, mm, I'm really grateful that I it's not about the that way that went. Too. Yeah. I'm I mean, glad he, that he that, chose to embrace it. I also am because the history is there for. Him. I mean, he's demonstrated mm-hmm. multiple times. Like he's a man moved by anger. He'll act out of anger yeah. and spite. And, you know, he's very flawed. So it seems like he felt loved, though. Like I'm safe here. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Now and 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 it's just that there's this wonderful note of melancholy over the whole thing, because no matter how happy he is in this setting, his son, his quote unquote son, doesn't know about it. How would Atticus feel? We can't assume in the 50s he would be supportive of this. Mm-mm. We can't assume that. We can't assume anyone would be right. outside of this community of his, which is probably why he it keeps w- it such a secret. But right. yeah, it was foreshadowed actually in episode four, where what was it? Seymour, the guy who was like, "I have three legs," because oh. Seymour was like, yeah. "You know, your dad's been spending a lot of time with so and so." Bloop. Yes, and I was yeah. like, it was, it was and, foreshadowed." Yeah. 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 So well, if I shout out the Facebook is like, again. Hmm. You want to talk about foreshadowing? Let's be blunt. You want to point out, to point out the Facebook group again? They also found something I didn't catch. At some point in these last episodes, was a um, a guy giving another guy some oral. Oh yeah, and yes, yeah, that, was, that was the same episode. guy. That was, was the same first. Guy. That was the same guy. No, no, no. Okay. Seymour was the bouncer. Who was no Seymour was the bouncer, but the bartender okay. is the guy. Yeah, yeah I didn't so catch that. that. Sam, yeah. mm-hmm. I didn't yeah. catch it, but with the way we are as analyticals, we. If I would have seen that and realized that I would have marked from that moment, I'm like, okay, well, someone in here is gay. Yeah. It's like, this is a subtext for a reason. Well, I knew it was, I knew that there was a subtext of it. I just didn't, I just didn't see it coming. How it was going to come into play. Yeah. Yeah. With I kind of thought Ruby would be the one. Um, I don't know why I thought that. I I could see that. Yeah. I could still see that, actually. Okay. I I thought that's where she might end up. But I, I don't know Christina. why I thought that. Mm. Well, I say Christina definitely because she's demonstrated she's, she's got... attracted to both genders. Right. So. There's no she's telling what she even is. Together, Loki. I mean, uh, you think about it. <laughs> now, granted, she was a guy at the time, but still, right. hey. you know. I'm I'm now not, and let me call this here. All right, since we we seem to all just be predicting the future, all of us. I I don't <laughs> think that's her real skin. Now mm. nothing can be trusted. Wow. Like if if she can if if they have the power to to wear skin like coats well well damn what else can they do 
So what you're talking about is skinception. Ooh. Skinception? There are layers to this. We must go deeper. So, <laughs> sorry, I couldn't, I couldn't resist. Sorry. Is, is, it, is, is the top spinning on the table or does it fall over? Right? Exactly. Uh, but yeah, I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't trust her anymore. Um, there's no telling what she is. I will say this. I said this in earlier episodes um, about Narlithotep, who's basically the Lovecraft Antichrist. Um, you have to look for him in every Lovecraft everything because he could be there. And I was so convinced for the longest time that, that William and his sister were, were Narlithotep in some form or another. And now I am less convinced of that. I, I think we're going in a more warlock direction than we are um, it mm. being like an alien antichrist deal. Interesting. Okay. I think, so is that what's in the basement? <laughs> What is in the basement? Well, part of me thinks it's something connected to the Randolph Carter stuff. Ooh. At this point, I am convinced that Eaton and the first gate from Randolph Carter are the same things. And if that is the case, then chances are the things needed to to get that going to enter Kadath or whatever they'll call it. Although I'm, I fully expect to start hearing people talk about first gates and ultimate gates and things like that. I imagine whatever's in the basement is probably either everything needed to make that work or... Some gross mass ritual. I'm kind of leaning towards that direction. Like in the basement, are like 80 people chained up with their mouths covered or something to be sacrificed all at once on Yikes. some altar. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Oh, we got so much more to uncover. Yes. Oh, and a wow. lot more episodes to, to watch and talk about. So and a lot more bear, bear, uh, bear asses. Bear ass. Bear ass. We're gonna have to start having a bear ass drinking game. Yes. Drinking. Someone should count them and tally it up. All right, Ashley, you're in charge. I of got that. it. She's our ass woman. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Makes me think of Seinfeld, Ashley. the ass man license plate. <laughs> That's right, exactly. So you're the ass man. Yeah, exactly. Well, thank you guys so much for joining me again for our episode five of I'm Aisha with Pod Clubhouse. And we will see Ashley, Kenny, and Sean next week. Thank you guys. Later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. This has been an original Pod Clubhouse production. Pod Clubhouse is a podcast network dedicated to encouraging collaboration among podcasters and friends to bring a fresh voice and diverse perspective on a wide array of content. Please visit and leave a comment for us at podclubhouse.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feeds on Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can find us at Pod Clubhouse. Our DMs are always open, and we'd love to hear from you. Pod Clubhouse.